0: The Lord gave me something to share with you today, and um, it's always an honor to be here and to, to hang out with such wonderful, amazing people. Um, you know, Like I said, I won't keep you long, but there's something that I believe the Lord, even in the midst of worship, and I want to just, I'm going to try to do it without crying, but thank you, worship team, because I don't get that all the time. I don't get that all the time, so I... Um, the opportunity to, to just be with people who just love to love Jesus like you do. I could talk about that forever, so. I really am looking for my notes. So I'm kind of messed up right now, so. That last part, um, I don't know who that was for it, As we were as we were playing, as we were coming to the end of the set, someone needed to know be reminded. And what I didn't realize is that as I was saying that, um, it tie right into what I want to share with you today. And I call it the four R's. The four R's. And I'm going to read this real quickly. Um, read is not one of the four R's, by the way. There's four R's. I'll tell you what they are shortly. But this is what the Lord laid on my heart. And it's from Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 3. And it says, there's two parts to this, so this is the first scripture, and it just simply says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, so that which with which he has blessed us in the beloved. When I read beloved, of course I can't immediately thought of this family right here, because you are the fellowship of the beloved. And I thought, how appropriate. And in him we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will so that he, we who so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be the praise of his glory to him in him you also when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him we were sealed with the promise holy spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. And finally, Paul says in in verse 15, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith, the Lord Jesus, and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And this prayer is for you, beloved, of the fellowship of the beloved, that God That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope which he has called you. What the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And what is the immeasurable greatness of His power toward who toward us who believe, according to the working of His great might that worked in Christ, that He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and sealed Him at His right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and all authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age. But in the one to come, and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fill, fills all in all. And as I was reading through that, I just, I just got stoked. And there's some things in there, family, that we need to remember. So the, the four reads are recall, realign, refocus and reunite. I'm going to touch on each one of them, and, and then um, I'm gonna. there's a final prayer that I wanted to pray over our family today. Recall. See, the first things we have to do is we have to recall some things. We live in an age where their voices, the, the, the voices of this age would try to dumb down or dim or put out the light of your identity of who you are in Christ. We have to remember and recall those things that have happened. When we first met Jesus, when we first fell in love with Jesus, when we first realized that we needed Jesus for, for, the, saving, for the saving of our souls. See, we remember, uh, I'm just going to highlight the, this, these, re, these recalls. First of all, verse 7, we have redemption through his blood. Recall the fact that we are, re, we are we're already redeemed. We have been redeemed. Sometimes we forget that you know, we are redeemed. We're not, we're not subject to, to our environment. We're not subject to the, the, the voices of this age that say you're nothing, that say that you're worthless, or say you're bad, whatever, whatever that voice wants to say. It's not us. We're redeemed. And we can know the mystery of his will. Now, that, now in order to know the mystery of his will, there has to be a, an intimate interaction between us and him. We don't just get it. It's, it's, we don't just get a hall pass to say, "Yep, here I'm going to go find out the mystery of God's will." No, it takes some time. It takes it takes some some interaction with Him. If you notice, um, as a worship leader, I'm, I'm I, I love to just lunge into into the presence of God, and oftentimes I, I feel I'm so sorry, uh, media team back there. I just jumped all over off the page. Well, I'm sorry, but not sorry, um, because because those are the songs of the Lord, and. Um, and it's, there's times when the Lord will just do that. And, he, and um, I encourage you, each and every one of you, According, and this is not in my notes, you get this for extra, no, no extra charge for this. Psalm chapter 40 says, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise unto my God, and many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. There's a song in each and every one of you. It's a song he gave to you. Sometimes in the prayer room, I'll find myself singing. I say, I'll sing a new song unto you. It's the song you gave to me, so I'm giving it back to you. It's a chorus that just kind of came out of the prayer room for me one day. And I realized, you know, he's put a song in our heart. For what reason? But to glorify him back with that very song. You have it. So don't be like, oh, I can't sing. You might think you can't hold it. You couldn't hold a note if it had four handles on it. But it doesn't matter, because in heaven, in the grand, um, the grand landscape of heaven, I had a, had a great talk with, with, over this weekend with the family. and. Um, if you start to realize the grand tapestry of where your voice and where your sound fits in the entire un- the sound of any entire universe, it blow your mind. We don't even have time to talk about that. Maybe next time I get next time chance we get to come, I'll be able to share that with you. But your voice is important. It's unique. It's in its value. It adds to the, the the majestic orchestration of heaven. So lift your voice and do that. We can know His plan. Verse ten. His plan, first of all, you have to know what his plan is for us. You know, first things first. We, we, li- we live in an age where we always, you know, thank you social media and thank you internet and thank you all those places that just want to inundate you with information. Information. Stuff. But, you know, the reality is is that knowing what God's plan is, it starts with us interacting with him. You notice this is very personal. See, it gets Personal. When you're talking about Jesus, it starts out personal, but it never changes from being personal. Always remember that. He's personal. He's personal. Some, some, somebody needed to be reminded today that you, that you were intricately and, and marvelously made. That, that was nowhere in my notes, that Psalm 139 thing that happened. It just it was like, okay, God, that's what we're going to do. Somebody needed to, you needed to hear that. You need to be encouraged by that because it's true. You are intricately made and called by his name. He called you. I didn't call you. Your mom and dad, even though they gave birth to you, um, they didn't call you. He called you. He called you for a time such as this, for a place such as here, and for a moment such as now. All right? So let's not forget who we are. Do an ID check. Recall who you are. No, Now is not the time to lose your mind unless you lose it in Christ. Don't don't forget. Don't go losing your mind. I mean, there's a lot by world standards. There's a lot of reasons you could lose your mind, but in Jesus, there's absolutely no reason. Remember who you are. Let's not forget that. Recall who you are. Ephesians chapter seven, seven through ten. Remember who you are. We need to realign. You know, um, I'm not a mechanic. But I have a great mechanic. They live right around the corner from me. I just take my car over there and say, "Here, fix it," and they do it right every time. I'm not a mechanic, but um, there's sometimes they say you need a realignment. You know, you need a realignment, and there's something that they some magic that they do with the wheels. They make my car stop bouncing on the freeway like this. So, you know, I don't I don't know how they do it, but it's cool. We need to realign our thinking. We need to realign our what, what we what we are. What beat we're marching to? What is our cadence? What is our what is our habit? We need to be reminded that verses eleven through fourteen remind us that we need to realize that he has an inheritance for us. You're inheritors. Is that a word? Inherit? I hope there's no school teacher in here that's going to correct me because if you are a school teacher, feel free to correct me because I say things all the time. So and I just apologize to you, school teachers. So, but come in. Um, sorry, um, lost my thought. Okay, his inheritance. You are inher- you are in, in, in inheritors. Inherit, you inherit. There's things that he has given us. He's given us to, as as his sons and daughters. Embrace that. We have a hope. It's so easy to lose hope right now, isn't it? It is. It's so so easy to just just like ah. Why? For, don't forget who you are. Okay, we have His truth and the Holy Spirit. You know, don't forget that. And don't see the, 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 the cool thing about hoping God, the truth of God, and the Holy Spirit is it doesn't matter what happens; they don't change. So, what are you going to hook your wagon up to? You're going to hook your wagon up to something that's going to break down in a couple of days because it wasn't really legit to begin with, or you're going to hook your wagon up to something that's going to carry you through into eternity. See, that's what we have to remember in aligning ourselves. What are you hooking your wagon up to? His truth, his Holy Spirit, his promises. I'm going to go back. I'm just going to read 11 through 14 just so you catch it. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that he who, so that we who were first to hope in Christ might be the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, realign that, remember, come back to that now, come back to that first love. You were seated with the promised, sealed rather with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Heaven is not rocked. Heaven is not shaken. Only thing that vibrates heaven is the praises of the living God. And that's because he allows, he wants that. Anything else that's going on, all these tremors and rumors of wars and wars and all that, heaven is not bothered by that. It's because that's that's where God, that's where God, that's where God hangs out. Remember, and we we are inheritors to that. We have an inheritance in that. Don't forget. Realign realign what you're you're working on. Embrace who you belong to. We're not without hope. We're not without promise. Now, that means that sometimes after you've done all you can do to stand, you've got to stand, therefore, even if you stand alone. Somebody, you might stand alone and look at you like, are you crazy? I'm just believing and trusting God. I'm believing and trusting God. I believe and trust in trusting God that doesn't mean that you gotta jump up and you know you don't have to it's not something that you have to that you have to give you know outcryish about or or random about or radical about there's times to be radical and there's times to not but in in the in the entirety of who we are if you remember if you look through the gospels Jesus never got overly excited about anything. Even when he turned over the tables in the temple, people was like, oh, Jesus was angry, and he was just losing his mind. No, he wasn't. He took his time. He knew exactly what he was doing. Go read the scripture and find out. He took time to form that whip. And he walked in. He kind of walked in like one of those old school parents. Didn't I tell you? And whatever happened after that, and then you know what's coming next, right? I'll call that old school, old school rearing. And I'm a product of it and I'm proud of it. So I'm a better person because of it, so. But after you can do all you can do, to, if you've done all you can do to stand, stand. The last, the third re is refocus. So we got recall, do your identity check, remember who you are, realign, embrace who you belong to, what are you hitching your wagon up to, and then refocus. See, verse 16, I love the prayer that, that, um, that Paul ushered there, starting at verse 16, that God would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. See, not just, you know, knowledge of what's going on, but a greater revelation of who he is, because when you have a greater revelation of who he is, then you can walk in greater faith. Somebody said something about, about an increase in faith today. And I was like, yes, Lord, that's it. Let the Lord build your faith by you having a greater uh, encounter with him and and having a greater revelation of who he is. And as you have that greater revelation, when you begin to realize the magnitude of who God is, all of a sudden the things that concern you don't concern you as much anymore because you realize, God, you're big, And all this stuff is crazy, but you're still God, and you're big, and you're not moved by it. Spirit of wisdom, enlightened hearts. (laughs) Let your heart be enlightened. That doesn't mean that we be passive and stick our heads in the sand. No, but that means you realize where your head belongs. Your head belongs with a focus on the one who made you, the one who called you by name, and the one who's going to bring everything to pass his immeasurable greatness and power. <sighs> yeah, we know about his, great, his greatness, his power, and, but also his ultimate authority. Listen, God has a final word. You know, I remember, I don't know if you, any of you remember watching Independence Day or if you did or didn't or whatever, but Will Smith was in there and um, they were talking about you know, that the end of the world was destined to come, right? And, and uh, they, you know, the old saying, it's not over until the fat lady sings. Or in my case, a fat man. Um, I sang. Never mind. It's not over. It's still not over, even if I sang. Um, but one of the things that Will Smith said was, as he's, drag- as he's dragging the, ang- the, the um, alien across the desert, he said, I ain't heard no fat lady. What did he mean by that? He said, not- that means it's not over. It's not over until God says it's over. So I ain't heard no fat lady. Anybody else heard of Anybody else heard? No. I don't even know who she is. So, <laughs> but the Lord told her, don't sing yet, honey. And so she's waiting. She could be sitting up in heaven waiting. You might, you, we, might we might hear that trumpet. We might hear, that's a fat lady and it's over. All right, get ready. Okay? You never, God can do whatever he wants to do, right? You never know. So um so what do I mean by all this, that refocus, have a spirit of that you would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation, enlighten hearts and recognize his immeasurable greatness and power and his ultimate authority. What I will say to you folks is keep it vertical. Keep it vertical. Remember who loves us more than we love ourselves. Look to the true author and finisher of our fate. Remember, see here's the thing, and and I love, I love Brother Kirk because he was just like, it's like he peeked in on my message when he talked about, um, you know, when he talked about and walked you through the story of Jesus, because one of the statements I put in my notes was, remember, the Israelites had expectations of who the Messiah was going to be. He didn't know that because we didn't share notes. We didn't, we didn't plan that. So you heard from God on that. We have to remember that it don't have to look like what we think it should look like. It's not about what we think it should look like anyway. It's about believing him to make it look like, it's like believing him in his ultimate authority, his ultimate power to do what he ultimately wants to do. And that's why we pray, on earth as it is in heaven, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. We're agreeing with the heart of the Father when we say that, it's a a beautiful, it's a beautiful passage of scripture, but it's a very profound declaration. On earth as it is in heaven, that your kingdom come, that your will be done. God, we want what you want. Look to the true author of our faith, author and finisher. And he, his ways are not our ways, so will you trust him anyway? You know, I, was, I haven't had a, great, had a great time talking with, um, with uh, Kenny and Cheryl this weekend. And one of the things we talked about is how, in society now, the concept of love is, you show me you love me by doing what I say do. Is that really love? No. That's not what we teach. I hope that's not what we teach our children. That, you know, the way, how I know you love me is because you do everything I say do. That makes sense? No, it doesn't make sense. I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to answer for you. I'm sure you said no. (laughs) No, it doesn't make sense. But that's what the world is trying to... Why? Because the world wants to present to us uh, an illegitimate false love. Because then, if we embrace that illegitimate false love, we lose sight of our first love. And this very church that Paul addressed and and just encouraged, you'll also find in Revelation chapter 2, where the church is rebuked because they lost sight the first love. Let us not be that version of Ephesus. Finally, and this is my, this is my closing scripture, um, the last re is reunite. So we talked about recall, realign, refocus, and reunite. And a few weeks ago, this, this chapter came to me in worship, and um, I want you to hear the prayer of the love of your soul. This is how I'd like to close today. I'm going to read John chapter 17. I'm going to ask you, now this is kind of crazy, you probably never heard a preacher say this, do not read with me, because this is what I want you to do. I know, it's like, the pastor said, the preacher said, don't read the Bible, what? Now please don't go out and tell people that, yeah, we had this preacher said, don't read the Bible. Don't do that to me, please, please. I'll never get to come back. Pastor, pastor Rick will get me. Um, no, but I, what I, the reason why I don't want you to read is, I want you to listen. I want you to listen with your spirit because I want you to hear, these are not my words. I'm just, re, I'm just a mere, um, I'm just a mere reiteration of what the lover of your soul said. See, you should, we shouldn't turn on each other, we should turn to each other in unity. And this is what Jesus said. And just close your eyes if you want, um, and just listen. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, "Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh." For while I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost, except the son of destruction, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves." As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself, that they may also be sanctified in truth. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they may also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me from the foundation of the world. Oh, righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I've made known to them your name and will continue to make it known that the love of which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Those were the words of Jesus spoken to the Father on our behalf. His heart is that we would be one as he is one with the Father. Fellowship of the Beloved, I encourage you and challenge you as we close today. Look and find your brother and your sister, some of them who aren't here even right now. Some of them are not here um, for for whatever reason, but you know who your brothers and sisters are. Continue to love them as the Father loves us. They're not here to hear this message today, but that does not invalidate Jesus' prayer for them. He prayed for, every, for, for the disciples in every generation, including ours and the ones after us as the Lord tarries. I exhort you, be one. The world would love to see the body of Christ turn one against another for whatever reason, all the more now than ever before. Be the body of Christ. Be about, one an- about loving one another and caring for one another. Recall who you are. Realign yourself with the things of God. Refocus on your purpose and reunite. Continue the process of uniting and com- being in community with your brothers and sisters. Father God, I come before you and I thank you because you love us with an everlasting love. And, and even in the scripture in John 17, this to hear your heart, to hear your heart for us and how you long for us. God, I pray for a release of a stirring in this fellowship, a release of, a stirring, of the stirring of the hearts that would cry after and long after you. This is what we, we worship today. As a deer pants for the water, let our soul long for you. Let our heart and our flesh cry out for you, God. Holy Spirit, come. Come and call us deeper. Call us deeper in you. Call us to that place where you long for us to be and our hearts long for that we may not even be able to understand, appreciate, or be aware of. But God, you bring wisdom and revelation and an increase of the knowledge of who you are over your body, over your beloved sons and daughters. And I thank you, God. I thank you, God, for what you're doing in the name of Jesus. And bless every household here represented. Bless every family here represented today, God. And God, take that take this take your family take your body god to higher heights in jesus name amen amen god bless you and thank you for coming for braving the snow and for being out here today brother kurt are you do you close us out or, am, or did i just do that <laughs> i just did it okay god bless you enjoy, enjoy your sunday thank you again for having me. you guys are, are just awesome amazing and on behalf of my wife, there's my wife over there, beautiful wife. She's She's been interceding and praying. Um, just thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. All right.